Welcome to the Shallow Dive on Koheles, the book of Ecclesiastes. Join us as we explore the treasures gathered by King Solomon. I hope you enjoy it. Let's take a look at Yud Pasuk Yud Gimel 10.13 Tchilas Divrei Fihu Sichlos in the previous verse, we contrasted the words of the mouth of the wise as graceful with the lips of the fool being destructive, consuming. The focusing on the lips of the fool, the beginning of the words of his mouth our foolishness. And the end of his mouth, is a frivolousness of evil. There's different elements of evil, but the most basic is a degree of incoherence. So the fool begins talking. The words of his mouth are spewing foolishness. But that descends as he continues speaking into holelus ra'a. Praise, praising it. Well, and, and it, it is seemingly related to the word halal, but the word holelus is, is a very negative connotation. Negative. It is, can have an element of a celebratory nature, but it's in a frivolous manner. Celebrating folly, celebrating evil. Right, right. So it can be a, a very charged experience through the, the speech of the fool. It can be a harangue from a... a a master of speech that is actually working up the crowd towards some evil and is the, the point from beginning to end is that it is lacking in sound judgment mm-hmm. an interesting point is that the beginning of the verse says divrei fihu the words of his mouth but then it says Achris Pihu, the end of his mouth, the word divrei is dropped, and the, the, the words of his mouth is not conveyed in the end. The words are lost, I would suggest, in Holelus Ra'ah. It, it can become more of a hypnotic experience that, you know, I, I remember I had a teacher in grade school that said, that she didn't speak German even, but she's she'd watched various speeches that Hitler uh, gave, and she found herself entranced by them, yeah. without knowing what he was saying. She just found it to be a very, very powerful speaker. So the the result, after his cue, the end of his mouth, without the words. Holelusra, the message, is this wild 
uh, experience, the intensity that incorporates evil and, and actually is lacking coherence. Let's take a look at the Targum. Sherui Mile Pume Shtusa. The beginning of the words of the mouth of the fool, or our foolishness. Visov Meiman Pume. And the end of the words of his mouth, or the communication of his mouth. Chulchalta Visha. The direct translation into Aramaic of Halilos Ra'a is this dark celebration of evil. Let's see how Rashi presents this. Kisha'amai lo Kadosh Baruch Hu Mi'o anoshim Imoch When God spoke to Bilal which Rashi understands is a continuation from the previous verse. And he inquired, the Holy One, blessed be, he said, who are these men who are with you? The actual nature of that inquiry was not, God forbid, to impugn some lack of omniscience on the part of God, but rather God entering into conversation with man on man's level so God, you know, and who they are, but meaning, instead, Bilam judged God inferior, as it were. His response was one of self-aggrandizement. He said, the king of Moab, Baal ben Tzipar, he has sent for me. You know, God, I'm a really important guy. <laughs> that's that's Bilaam's perspective. The height of haughtiness. Kiloma, im God, if in, in your eyes I am lowly, I am really special and important in the eyes of the kings of the land. So, he is speaking towards God in a, in a manner that is placing a value on human perception above that of divine perception, which is a very serious flaw, obviously. So that is the, the foolishness of the beginning, the, the, the introductory words, as demonstrated by Bilal. Rashi explains this is describing Shemum is a type of insanity. It's a madness. And something that's mixed up. Something that is lacking in coherence. Isn't madness always lacking in coherence? Well, it sounds like this is a special breed of madness. Not necessarily is every madness also an irvuv that is mixed up. But that is the idea of Holelos Ra'a. What is the example by Bilam? 
he's giving the advice of how to combat the Jewish people. Zimosivelis to make a campaign to undermine Jewish purity and fidelity to God in order to separate the Jewish people from God and make them subject to the death that they are seeking for the Jewish people. This is a very evil and vile plot of licentiousness that although they are debasing themselves, they don't really care about that. They're willing to sacrifice their own morality as long as they get their results of destroying the Jewish people. That's Zimos Ibelis. That is the brilliant, perverse advice of Bilam. That is the madness, the evil madness that he concludes with. So he's the most sought-after advisor, a man with the power to curse. The words of his mouth are important and valued and the geopolitical environment that he finds himself by kings. But what is the final word of this powerful individual who is scorned by God? This is what he comes up with. This is his master plan. This is the solution that he has to try and help wage war against the Jewish people. That, that is the destructiveness, this folly, the madness, that there's a certain brilliance to it. It's, it's achieving the goal, as it were, but at a, a terrible cost. And it is somewhat insane. It is madness. And if you think about it, the, the recognition that the value of their morality is because that is the way they can connect to God, to sacrifice that in order to break the Jewish people away from God, what are they doing to themselves? I mean, if they're trying to preserve themselves, as it were, they're doing it in the most irrational manner possible based on what they know. But this is the grand advice, the mad advice of Bilam. Let's take a look at the Metsudos. Tchilas, Reishis, Memaro, Usechos. The beginning of his speech is folly. Visofo, Hushiamumra. Shiamumra, similar to the word Shiamum that. Rashi employed. Doesn't mention Irbuv, this mixing up, but based on the word itself, Hulelus Ra'a, there's a, a madness, an evil. That is the, the final word if you want to sum up the evolution of communication from the mouth of the fool. Rotsaloma mitchilavat sof hemadibrishtus veshimo. 
the way Masudus David explains that this is through and through, from beginning to end, the words of the fool are folly and madness. Don't don't lose the forest for the trees. <laughs> We're consider, considering the words of the fool. This is what you're going to find. Don't don't try and uh, cherry pick something that makes sense, that is logical and well thought out. Maintain the context of what he's after, and recognize from beginning to end. These are the words of a fool, and he's going to convey communication of foolishness. Right. Do not do not anticipate some flashes of coherence. The trouble is, you get those. They that's how they steal. They're intellectually dishonest. They have flashes of insight that they've stolen from some other source without giving credit to it. And draw people into the shtus and shimon that way. Right. That can't happen. Let's see the Ibn Ezra. There is no reason to his words. There's no rational basis for his words. In the beginning and in the end, he doesn't say but he says which one could interpret as in a similar vein, or one could interpret it as the introduction and conclusion of his words. He may in the middle have some words of Tam, possibly, but like you said, it's not Dvarov, it's not his words. Perhaps he's uh, borrowing from another idea, but if, if he is the fool, so his, his own native thoughts incorporate this hallmark of foolishness. He's going to communicate where he's at. He may co-opt something that somebody else said that was intelligent, but the introduction and summary is is really where you're going to see where he's at. <laughs> Bottom line, we can expect sichlus from the Ksil. Let's see this far now. Tchilas divrei piu sichlus. He tashchis oso achen. This one also is looking at the broader context of this verse, like we saw in Rashi, that has been introducing the character of Bilam through these verses. So he also is linking it to the previous verse. The beginning of the words, of his words, are foolishness, meaning sifsos, ksil, tivalenu, the previous verse, that this will destroy the grace of the words of the Chacham, the, the words of the, the wise. So the first element that the fool will incorporate in his assault on the words of the wise is to try and undermine the grace that is communicated through the words of the wise. There's a certain elegance that comes across from the words of the wise. The, the first thing to do is to mudsling, to try and dispel that. Once that overall impression is dispelled, 
then you can continue with this onslaught of foolishness to try and win others to his perspective of sikhlos. But the, the first thing is to undermine the chen, the, the favor, the grace that comes across in the words of the Chacham. And similarly, the conclusion of his mouth, the, the words that he's conveying, which as Apostle says, Holelus Ra, is evil frivolity. If the fool continues with his train of thought after he has dispelled the impression that is gleaned from the words of the wise, if you allow his arguments to continue and try and follow him through, it leads to holelos ra'a with the abundance of his words. And this will support his initial argument, his initial, his initial uh, tactic to combat the words of the, the wise by trying to dismantle the chen, to dispel the sense of grace that one felt from the overall impression of the words of the wise. So this, this is the, from beginning to end, there is a cohesiveness. In, in order to achieve the holelus ra, again, this is working with the idea of ra being evil in a sense of incomplete. The, the idea of something that's graceful has a certain beauty to it. There is a certain holistic impression of grace. And the ra is the opposite of that, is that is a type of fragmentation that is contrary to chen. So in order to carry on with that and convey that, he must dispel the chen. So that the two go together. To achieve the holelus ra'a and, and communicate that to whoever he's talking with, the xil must dismantle the chen and, and uh, create a a forgetfulness, as it were, in order to present a new picture of Holelus Ra'a, this kind of chaotic, disjointed, non-graceful perspective. The first words do not refer, according to the Talmud's Chachma, to a sequence of communication, but rather the baseline intent. He knows, we're talking about Exil here, in his foolishness, he knows that what he's saying is incoherent. It is incoherent, and he has some recognition 
that the arguments that he is presenting are flawed. These arguments are not sound, and he knows that. That's tchilas divrefiu. At the outset, he understands it's sichlus, but he has an agenda. His agenda is lekanter. Lekanter means that he would like to attack what the other is saying. Generally, it's to try and attack the other, as opposed to discuss the ideas. It is it, it is about whoever the other is. If they say A, he's going to say B. Whatever it is, the point is to try and offer dissent, to contradict whatever is being communicated by the wise, not to actually have a coherent opinion. It, it is really just about trying to knock down the other. So sometimes you find that where you can have a, a whole group that what they stand for is they're against that person. <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily have any coherence. What are they What are they united by? Well, it depends on what that person says. They're united by opposing that, whatever that is. That's Bola Kante. <laughs> so at the outset, a person who has his agenda to oppose another, so that is tchilas divrepio sichlus. It, it is foolishness. There, there is no no backbone, so to speak, of structure to their perspective. It's just totally reactionary, and they don't know what they're against. They have to wait to hear what he says. The achris shall and the end of his mouth, he hakfira velezra. It is the denial, the denial of fundamental truths, and this celebratory evil. Kikain darko shal because this reflects the path of the evil inclination. Shemachdio la'atlat. The evil inclination is very patient and draws a person in. It, it tries to entice bit by bit. Ad sheomalo lechabar Till finally, the evil inclination has gained so much rapport and mastery over this person's life that he finally is able to convince him, go worship idols. The most fundamental level, detach yourself from God. So, like a, a verse in Isaiah which describes the original bonds of wickedness are like spider webs. Very little in the way of obstruction or friction, just a tiny little bit that you feel there is a, a little bit of webbing over there. But afterwards, they grow in strength and intensity to be the, the bonds of sin are like the thick ropes of a wagon that are enslaving the person. 
That is the nature of the evil inclination. So the, the beginning is foolishness, to be opposed to the wise, to set that as the default. And bit by bit, the descent that is to be expected from such a stance is to be enmeshed in kfira, total denial of God, of the Torah, of the fundamentals, and to celebrate evil. That's the path of the evil inclination. The idea that the foolish is lacking in coherence is fundamental to the contrast with Chacham, Divir Pichacham, Chain. The words of the mouth of the wise are grace. The fool is the opposite of that. He's setting himself up to be opposed to that, to be opposed to coherence, to rationality, logic. And that, it can be a tool, surprisingly, for communication. Just to use an example, don't, don't read too much into it. But the idea of communicating in obscurity, probably the most famous person that I know of that has been accused of such rhetoric was Chairman Greenspan, the master of obfuscation. He was known to give these very obscure communications that people had no idea what he really meant. And he really lived in that role. He famously quipped, if I turn out to be particularly clear, you've probably misunderstood what I've said. So it was deliberate. And the mode of communication, the actual intent of the communication is to not have complete coherence. In his defense, he was speaking about complex analysis of what to expect from the future, what we might call he's not trying to give a clear picture because in truth he doesn't know and it's economics is a complex system and he, he was being honest about that but the fact that he was trying to communicate in a manner that was not particularly clear, that is the hallmark of the p-syphilis, that there's a, a lack of, of clearness, of clarity in the intent. What does he mean? Let it be vague. The communication itself is, is meant to be only a quasi-communication. Hulelus Ra is a celebration of, of evil, of incompleteness. The reductionist. In contrast, Rabbi Meiselman, I remember once said that the mile of the Rashba, the advantage of the Rashba, is that you know 
when you don't understand what he's saying. You know, learn a Rashba from the great Rishonim. You can understand what he's saying if you following and, and have the right context, but you will not think you understood when you didn't understand. If you're tr truly trying to understand, it's not easy to mess up and think you got what he meant when you didn't. It, it went over your head, and you understood it went over your head. That's an advantage. He is being clear. You might not understand what he's saying, but you understand that you don't understand. That's important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things are hard to make sense of, and it shouldn't make sense until it does, as opposed to somebody thinking they understood when they didn't, and that is a partial comprehension that is an element of Ra. Rav Kahneman built up after the war in Panavish Yeshiva, worked tirelessly fundraising. One time he came to an American congregation. He gave a very elaborate and brilliant drasha. Nothing to do with fundraising per se. And he gave it in Yiddish. And there's a a child there didn't understand. It was all over his head. And someone asked the child, did you understand what Kahneman said? So he said, the child said, it was very clear to me that he needs a lot of money <laughs> to, you know, to build yeshiva. That's what he, he came here to, to get. That was clear. It wasn't discussed in the drasha. He didn't follow the drasha, but the, the coherence of the message that that was, was what he was trying to, to help this community have a role in this rebuilding, that came across <laughs> even though the, the words were lost and that the message was lost, there was a coherence, there was a grace that was communicated even to this child, and that's different. Be